but uh, this is Youthology Live Sunday Nights. So 12 minutes of learning, and what we're doing tonight is we're looking at five dangerous questions. Okay, five dangerous questions. And uh, these questions come out of some research and study that I've done on analytics. If you're into sports at all, analytics is the new thing, right? Practice teams are putting out uh, practice analytics to see if scholarship athletes at the D1 level are producing in practice and not just in a game, right? I mean, we all watch the film from the game, right? But what really makes us better is practice. You know, practice, practice? We're talking about practice, yeah, practice. So anyway, um, so tonight we're gonna talk about analytics, how to analyze myself as the leader as the youth leader, okay? I'm gonna ask you five questions and I want you to go to the blog this week and you'll be able to read more on it. There's gonna be a lot more written. I can only cover about a minute or two on each one and we're finished. So actually the more I talk now, you know, I can't cover that much, so. But check out YouTube and then check out the, the blog and I'll have more at youthology.com on this topic, okay? So the free resource free resource, I guess, kind of. Uh, maybe some of you have heard of this. Bono on the move, okay? This was the speech that he gave at the National Prayer Breakfast a few years ago, and it is revolutionary. And he deals with some dangerous questions to America, uh, really to government, education, the private sector, and um, you gotta read this, I'm telling you. I've read this probably eight or 10 times. So you can go out and get it. You can get it uh, at W Publishing Group, um, the campaign, the One Campaign, which is Bono's campaign. You can get it there too. Bono on the move. Got that? Okay. So tonight, five dangerous questions for youth leaders. Number one, when is the last time you cried for a teenager? I want to get at your, I want to get at you tonight a little bit. Okay, I want to deal with maybe some professionalism and complacency has kind of fallen in, in, in place in your life. I want to ask you a question. When is the last time you cried for a teenager? I, I don't mean cried because of a teenager, right? We all cry because of teenagers. But I'm, I'm talking about empathy, okay? Empathy and compassion. I mean, think about it. Has your week gone by, has a month gone by in your youth ministry and you haven't cried over your teenagers? You spend no time over uh, their soul and their condition and what they're going through, right? So I really wanna challenge you, when you look at your own self-leadership, it really begins with your love for teenagers. One of the things that I did with all of our youth leaders as they were coming on, and I'm gonna talk about leadership last, but as our youth leaders were coming on, I asked them all the time in interviews, I would say, do you love teenagers? Not do you love me or you know, do you love being involved in, in the church, but do you love teenagers? Because if you don't, this is a long ride, right? So question number one, do you love um, teenagers? When is the last time you cried for a teenager? You know what helps? And I'm gonna get into this more in the blog, but talk to them. Sit down and listen to them. Speak with them, right? Get out of the office, go spend some time at the school, right? 
And if you work and you're a volunteer, you have to do the same thing. We've talked about that a few weeks ago on how to, uh, you know, how to get better as a volunteer um, and getting in the lives of students and how to access the, them in a, in a relationship basis when I've got a job and a family, okay? All right, question number two. So number one was, um, when's the last time you cried for a teenager? Question number two, do you avoid talking about numbers? Attendance. Listen, one thing I've learned is that usually people who talk about numbers and attendance are the people who are growing, right? And the people who don't want to talk about it are the people who maybe have small youth ministries or whatever. Listen, we got to get away from that. We count people because people count. Listen, there's this false humility sometimes. It's like a default with, with ministers. And they say things like, well, you know, it's not about the numbers and, you know, we're, you know. Listen, it is about the numbers. And I wanna just blow that out of the water. You know why it's about the numbers? Tommy Barnett said it years and years ago. I heard him say this in a, in a minister's meeting. We count people because people count. Let me tell you why it's, it's about the numbers. Because every person is a number. And every number is a person. Think about that. I, I don't want us to have this false uh, description of how many come to our youth group because we don't even know and if you don't know that's why you're not talking about numbers listen the amount the, the it's, it's not the amount of people that are coming okay it's the people that are coming okay it's not the quantity of students that are coming all right it's the students who are coming so I want to Here's something I'm gonna blog in the blog. I'm gonna cover this more, but I want you to look at your roster because your roster is your youth group, not your attendance. Oftentimes we say things like, "Well, you know, we had 30 there Wednesday night." Listen, you have more than 30 in your youth ministry. You know that you have more than 30 in your youth ministry. You might have, if you have 30 coming on a Wednesday night, you might have 90 on the roster. 90 kids that come in a month, or 90 kids that come in a quarter right? That's your youth ministry. So stop saying things like, well, you know, we, we run around 30. No, 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 no. If you have 90 on your roster, you run 90. And until you go after those students, they're not going to come back anyway, right? So uh, we'll get into that more too. But anyway, so question number one, when is the last time you cried for teenagers? Question number two, are you afraid of talking about numbers, right? And then question number three, um, what is your response when presented with an opportunity to leave youth ministry? I want to talk about longevity. And many of you have heard me talk about this. This is something I'm very strong. This is my 34th year in youth ministry. At 55 years old, you're not supposed to still be doing this. But there are many of us across the country, who veterans or whatever, who are still doing this 30 years down the road, okay? And I'm just telling you, if you're a rookie or you're five years or you're 10 years, God isn't changing his mind on the call on your life. As a matter of fact, I hear people say often, and I've spoken to them, and if you're watching this, I'm, I'm not trying to rat on you, but you know we've had this discussion I, with several youth leaders this year. I've had this discussion. I've found that most of the time when youth leaders leave youth ministry, God hasn't called them. Some, he has. I, I'm not God, I'm not the Holy Spirit in your life. But hear me, hear me. Many of the youth leaders who leave youth ministry 
haven't been called to leave youth ministry. They leave, they leave youth ministry because they're frustrated. They leave youth ministry because they found another position that'll pay them more or whatever. They leave youth ministry because they didn't solve problems. And hear me, all of ministry is about solving problems. I don't care where you go. You, go to the, you can go to the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, inner city, urban center, suburban center, wherever you go, you gotta solve problems in ministry because if you don't solve problems, you're moving on. And it may not be God calling you, okay? So I'm gonna talk about that a little bit too. Longevity in, in youth ministry. You, it gets better. Youth ministry gets better at this age. Dudes, I have nine camps this summer. <laughs> it probably wears you out thinking about it, right? I have nine camps this summer. Why? I think there's a level of commitment in relationship that some people trust to have you in to do a camp because you know you love their kids. And you're gonna treat them well and you're gonna lead them well in that altar setting, and right? So I just wanna get back to, back to you on this longevity thing. Listen, God isn't changing his mind. God called me when I was at Evangel College College years and years ago, okay, to youth ministry. And I, this is what I told him. If you change your mind, you let me know, but I'm all in. And I talk to God every day and he hasn't told me to do anything else. So I think he still wants me to do this, right? Stay with it, longevity, right? What is the appeal? You know, a friend of mine said this weekend, you know, I'm thinking about this weekend, all right? He said, you know, I'm thinking about a move and uh, becoming a lead pastor and all that. And I said, and I said why do you want to take a demotion? <laughs> right? So I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing this. I'm putting, listen to God, but I'm pushing this. Longevity is where it's at, okay? All right, finally, question number five, because we're at like 11 minutes already. Question number five, are we producing fans or disciples? Fans or disciples? Because I think most youth groups are creating fans who show up and we count them for attendance, we have a game, we have a blast, right? What about disciples? You measure a fan by attendance. You measure disciples by the knowledge of the word. Are they witnessing to their friends? Are they bringing their friends to youth ministry? Are, are they involved, not just attending? Because there's a difference between attending and being involved, right? So are we, are we producing fans in youth ministry because we don't challenge them and all we want is them to come in and eat the popcorn and watch the game, right? Or are we producing disciples? So again, man, I, I know I'm hurrying, but I'm trying to keep to your 12 minutes. All of these questions, you can find them on the blog, okay? Question number one, uh, when's the last time you cried for teenagers? Questions number, number two, do you avoid asking the numbers question and talking about numbers? Question number three, uh, longevity. What is your response when offered another position or whatever? Question number four, are we producing fans versus disciples, right? Fans versus disciples. And then that final question, uh, question number five, is uh, are quality youth leaders leaving the team? Are quality youth leaders leaving the team? Recruiting is one thing, retention is another. Many of us can recruit leaders, we get these leaders around us, we give them responsibilities, right? But what about retaining leaders? Retaining leaders is as important as recruiting the leaders. It may be more important. And so leadership development is so important and I'm breaking down in the blog how to do a leadership meeting. 
I hear that question all the time. Man, I don't even know what to do. Should I just do wins and calendar and eat with them and pray at the end? I'm gonna break down a really good, healthy youth leadership meeting because at least 10 to 15 minutes of that meeting needs to be in leadership development, okay? So thank you for joining. Again, uh, you gotta get this, okay? On the Move by Bono. It's, it'll grip you, it'll ask you deep, deep questions about your commitment to Christianity in the world today. Okay, so get that, Bono on the move. Again, YouTube, check it out. I'll post-produce this, put some music in it, throw some uh, stuff up there, you know, like maybe over here and stuff, and, and then you can check it out. Um, again, thanks for joining. This is, it, it is an honor, an honor that you would take however much time you take to peek in on this, to go and watch it later, and uh, listen to these kind of things, okay? This is, this is an honor. Thank you. Make it a great week. I'm going to have a blast this week. God bless you. See ya.